Yeah, bone to pick with you guys. That was so good this morning that my throat is sort of... Wasn't it? Was it awesome? Wasn't it awesome? And not only that, it confirms what God wants uh, me to talk about this morning. Because, uh, you know, life is a journey, isn't it? It, it, And it's not always easy. And and I I love that bit about, you know, kind of, it was basically saying get stuffed depression, wasn't it? And stuff like that, you know. You can't can't beat us because we're on the winning side, you know? You know. and, and, you know, the journey that we're on, I reckon, is one that we so much need to know Jesus. Uh, and by that, I don't just mean uh, know him a bit, but get to know him more and more and more and more and more. Uh, whoever we are, whether we've been a Christian a few weeks, uh, for years and years and years, uh, whether we come and we don't really do so much at the moment in church, or whether we're the pastors, uh, you, you need to learn more and more about Jesus. Get to know him. Uh, make him, you know, as, as your friend. And, and what, in, in the church calendar, we don't really ch- uh, follow the church calendar here, but uh, today, uh, a week before Easter, it is Palm Sunday. And uh, a, a few Oh, it was ages ago, a couple of months ago, when uh, I, I was told, you know, you'll be speaking then. And I, there, I had a couple of talks to do before that. But as soon as I looked and I saw on the calendar, it said Palm Sunday, God spoke to me. He said, I want you to speak about that. And I thought, well, that's not kind of what I would have chosen myself. And I've got quite, well, I think it's quite a good talk tucked away at home for another day. But... Uh, God doesn't want me to say that. He wants me to talk about this journey that Jesus made. But not, I'm not going to start as maybe traditionally happens when, uh, when Jesus is just coming into Jerusalem. Because I, I want to take this journey and, and that Jesus took to Jerusalem. And, and I'm going to hope that we can learn more about Jesus and more about what he can do for us and more what he is for us in this journey that we've got in our lives. That, that's, what, that's what I believe that God wants for us this morning. And uh, the journey that Jesus started was a long way from Jerusalem. It was up in a place called Caesarea Philippi, which is up in the north of Israel. It's about 120, 130 miles or so from Jerusalem. And uh, Jesus had been carrying on his ministry, three years ministry of going around, healing, teaching, doing miracles, doing amazing things. And uh, then, yeah, I think it's pretty good, yeah, yeah. And uh, he's in Caesarea Philippi, and his his friends, his followers, they're saying to him, uh, you know, the people say you're this, and the people say you're a great prophet and a really good teacher and, and whatever. And then Jesus turns and he, he says to, to his closest followers, he says to them, uh, that who do you say I am? Who do you say I am? It's the most important question that you can be asked. Who do you say Jesus is? 
That, that, that's every one of you. Who do you say Jesus is? Who is Jesus to you? And Peter answers. Of course he does. He's always getting in first. Uh, he says, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And, and Jesus says, you, just, you didn't just work that out yourself. God has shown you that. God has shown you that. This, this is like the turning point of the ministry of Jesus. Because it's, it's at that point that we're told that, and it says this in the Bible, from that time on, Jesus began to explain to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things at the hands of the elders, chief priests, and teachers of the law, and that he must be killed and raised on the third day, raised to life on the third day. This is when he declares his intention to go to Jerusalem. But Peter doesn't like this. And I think what happens next is something that, that God spoke to me about um, in a way that I hadn't seen it before. Peter, said, Peter doesn't like it, and Peter says, you can't do that. You, know, you can't go to Jerusalem. You're not going to be killed. This isn't going to happen. And Jesus says this. And Jesus says, get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me. Now, that's more than just telling him off. It says something about Jesus. What it says is this. It says that if Peter was a stumbling block, and if he was like Satan speak to him, it means that it was a real temptation that Jesus had not to go to Jerusalem. This was not an easy thing he was going to do. I don't know. Jesus is a human being. Jesus, Jesus wanted to do the will of his father, but he didn't want to get hurt. Why would he want that? He knew what was coming. If he could get out of it, if humanly speaking, that'd be great. And Peter was saying, don't do it. Don't do it, Jesus. You don't need to do this. And Jesus had to turn around and say, you're a stumbling block. Because Jesus knew this is what he had to do. This was what he had to do. And I, I just want you for a moment to think, Jesus, it's, it's, we can be very glib about just saying Jesus died for me. But Jesus made that conscious decision in Caesarea Philippi, this is it. This is the time I'm going to go to Jerusalem and I'm going to fulfill my destiny. And there's one of his best mates saying, no, don't do it, that's a stupid thing to do, don't do it. And Jesus, in the face of that, has to screw himself up for the love of his Father, to be obedient to him, and for the love of you, each one of you, for the love of each one of you, he had to think, no matter how much this hurts, no, Peter, just give it a rest. Get behind me. I don't want to know. You're a stumbling block. Jesus would have been afraid. I don't know what you... I, He's a human being. He was going to do it through all that for you. What a wonderful saviour. The songs this morning showed me that God wants you to know who Jesus is and what he's done for you.
and to see him as a person and as your God. Both together. He loves you. He cares about you. This is a real temptation to him, but he's, he went through it. He was someone who... He wouldn't just tell you to dance in the rain. I think Jesus would dance in the rain. Jesus knows. Jesus knows fear. He knows the fear of waiting for a hospital appointment. He, he knows the fear of, of not knowing where your next penny's coming from. He knows fear. He, he, knows, he knows about it. We, I want him on my journey because he knows me and he knows everything I'm going to face. So Jesus works his way down the shores of Galilee. He comes from Caesarea Philippi and he, he goes on the east side of Galilee and he goes down and, and he's healing and, and uh, teaching and, and he's, he's carrying on doing miracles and, and wonderful things and he knows all the time where he's going and what's going to happen to him when he gets there. And, and he's got about 90, by the time he gets to the bottom of uh, Galilee, he's got about 90 or so miles to go and he's going to walk it. He's going to walk it all except the last mile and a half or so. He's going to walk, and while he does it, it's be like a preaching tour. He'll talk to people. And on the, on the way, he reminds his followers again about what's going to happen to him. And this time, it's, it's more graphic. Uh, he, he, he prophesies very specific things that are going to happen, that he's going to be mocked, he's going to be flogged, and he's going to be crucified. And I get the impression at this point that for his disciples who are walking with him, this goes right over their heads because of, because of what happens next. And what happens next is something for everyone who, uh, who runs into problems in their lives when, when things just aren't going the way that they think their life should go. Surely my life should run nice and smoothly. Yeah, I'm following Jesus now. Shouldn't everything be okay? Shouldn't it? This is what happens, right? Um, and there's a bit of chicken stuff going on here with James and John. Because James and John want Jesus, want to ask Jesus something, but they get their mum to do it. <laughs> What's that about? They get their mum to go to Jesus and say... Uh, we want to be on the right hand when you come into your kingdom we want to be on the right hand side and the left hand side of you we, we want the honoured seats we want to be number one and number two is that, is that alright with you? Jesus Jesus has just told them what's going to happen to him and all they're thinking about is their position you know what, what's in this for me? What, what's going on? You know, hope. And Jesus must have thought, Duh, what on earth? I've, I've just told you what I'm going to go through and all you care about is yourselves. What is this about? Do we ever get those times when people completely misunderstand us, completely misread us? Jesus did. And it was his friends. Do you, get, do you sometimes feel, you know, my friends don't know anything about me. They don't, 
seem to care about me. They don't seem to understand me. Jesus knows what you're going through. Jesus has been there. He cares about you. He loves you. He knows what you are. This is, this is your God who's walked the walk. This is your God who has made that journey. He knows about you. And he cares about you. And he loves you. What happens next is worse. You know, what happens next is the rest of the disciples, well, they've heard what's happened, and they're not happy with James and John, understandably, and they all start arguing and getting cross. Jesus has spent three years putting a team together. Yeah? Imagine this. He's, spent, he's been teaching them for three years, and these are the people who he is preparing to carry on his message of the kingdom when he's gone. Okay? And what are they doing? They're falling out with each other. These are the people he's relying on. And they're falling out with each other. Do you ever get to that point where in your, in your work, your ministry, what you're doing, you think, well, this isn't working the way I thought it would. I've done all this. And it's, it's falling to bits. Jesus knows what it's like. Jesus knows what it's like when he's put everything into it and it's not seeming to go the way that it should be going. They were falling out and he had to spend time telling them, you know, that you're, I, I've come to seek and serve. I, I've come, to, you've, got to, you've got to learn how to serve people and how to stick together. And later on he says to them, you know, by this, all men will know that you're my disciples, if you have love for one another. He had, to keep, he had to keep repeating it, repeating it, repeating it over and over till he got his message through. Things don't always work out the way you want, do they? Jesus is there. He's with you on your journey. And can you feel for him as he walks to Jerusalem? to Jerusalem, he's walking along with this bunch of guys and they don't always, he's put all that effort into it and they don't always get things and they go through Jericho and, and, and amazing things are happening, you know this is where he meets up with Zacchaeus and uh, he invites him to tea, I always have a thing for Zacchaeus being as Dave would say, a very little man um, but you know He's coming down and he's, he, he's showing, it's one of the times when he's coming down and he, he sees some people who need healing, it says he has compassion. He has compassion. I just love that because here he is knowing where he's going. All the stuff that's happening to him, disappointments. Jesus has had some disappointments, hasn't he? And yet what he shows is compassion. That's my saviour. I'm proud of him. That he's worth worshipping. He's worth singing all those brilliant songs about. I love singing those songs. And it says we learn more about Jesus. Uh, and sometimes the songs help us learn more about Jesus. You know, that's how we can praise him. 
and worship him truly as we realize what a person he was. That this wonderful man who was God, who shows such great love and compassion despite everything that's happening to him. And he carries on. He carries on walking. And he carries on walking. And I can imagine that he's, he's coming now. And what would happen about this point in time, uh, a, a few miles away from Jerusalem, he'd see the Mount of Olives. And he knew, he would know, Jerusalem's there. And I said before, you know, what, there are times in our lives when we're waiting for something to happen that's not that nice. Yeah? Jesus knows about that. He wants to, sh he shares that with you. He knows about, as I say, that appointment that you don't really want to keep. But you know you've got to. And Jesus is going to his appointment. And he can see the Mount of Olives ahead. And he knows behind there, behind there, is Jerusalem. And he knows why he's going to Jerusalem as well. And uh, I'm going to read the next part. Um, it's from Matthew. And uh, Matthew 21. As they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethphage on the Mount of Olives... Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you, and at once you will find a donkey tied there with her colt by her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, tell him that the Lord needs them, and he will send them right away. This took place to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet. Say to the daughter of Zion, See, your king comes to you, gentle and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. The disciples went and did as Jesus had instructed them. They brought the donkey and the colt, placed their cloaks on them, and Jesus sat on them. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road, while others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. The crowds that went ahead of them and those who followed shouted, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed he is who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. When Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred and asked, Who is this? I always like that sort of question about Jesus. Who is this? I'll tell them. The crowds answered, This is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee. What I like about this is that Jesus is in control. Okay? Um, Jesus says, go to the village and you're going to find a donkey. He's going to be riding into Jerusalem as a king because um, there's a prophecy and the prophecy says... You know, see your king comes to you gentle, riding on a donkey. Not only that, this is one of the ways that kings would enter a, a city. They would come on a donkey or a young pony. They would do that. It was, it was just the, it, one of the cultural things that they would do. So he's making a statement about himself as well. But he's in control. And you know, sometimes we're on our journey and we feel things are out of control. You know, 
When you're with Jesus, things are never out of control. They feel it. It would have felt as though Jesus was being made to go to Jerusalem and that things were going to happen to him and he was going to die and all the rest of it. Do you know, he went there willingly. He knew what he was doing. And not only did he know what he was doing, but he was in control. I mean, he even even had where he was going to have his last supper organized. He had everything sorted out. He knew what he was doing. And Jesus knows what he's doing in your lives as well. Sometimes it doesn't feel like it. Sometimes your lives can feel rubbish. But you know, let Jesus be in control. Look at him. One of the biggest things, it seems to me, and I've said it before, and I'll, I'll probably be saying it again, but it seems like one of the watchwords of our church at the moment is look to Jesus. Look at Jesus. It's your relationship with him that matters. Look at him. See what he does. See who he is. And when they, those people, those people say, who is this? I mean, they, they give a, an answer that isn't, it stops short of what Peter said. Their answer is this. Their answer is, this is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee. That's like a description of somebody. You know what I mean? It, it's just like an explanation. It's a bit like saying Fulham are a rubbish team. It's the truth, but, you know, I still follow them but with, with tears in my eyes. But, um, you know, it's just a description. It, it doesn't do anything. God really spoke something to me yesterday. I, I, went to, uh, I went to the design museum. I, I kind of go there now and again. Um, and there's, uh, there was an exhibit there that is to do with the new Holocaust memorial that's going to be in Victoria Gardens by, by the Thames. And there were some quotes up on the wall. And one was by um, an Israeli historian called Yehudi Bauer. And it was reflecting on the Holocaust. And he said this, and I, I just felt, I thought this is funny, God just wants, there's a message here that God wants to say to you. And this was the last part of what he said. Thou shalt never, but never, be a bystander. Those people who stood along and they threw their coats down and they, they had palm leaves and they waved them around were bystanders. I don't want to be a bystander. I don't want to just watch. I don't want to be someone who just looks at Jesus from afar. Jesus Jesus wants me to be involved with him. He wants me to share my life with him. He wants us to share our lives with him. He wants me to be involved with him, uh, to to have a relationship with him, Uh, not just to watch on and be able to describe, "Oh, oh, this is that famous man from Nazareth, who uh, he, he's a prophet? Oh, that's great! No, he wants us to, he wants us to know him. Uh, I've I've had lots of heroes in my time, like most of us have, or, or 
you know, maybe it's been uh, musicians who I thought absolutely brilliant or, or sports people or, or uh, you know, even, even politicians who I thought, wow, that person is, is really great. But, but I've just looked at them, you know, and I've read about them. But I don't know them. I don't know them personally. I don't share my life with them. I don't have them with me day by day. But Jesus, Jesus I have with me. Jesus I can share my life with. Jesus is, the, Jesus is in me and I'm in him. How amazing is that? Don't be a bystander. Don't be a bystander. Um, you know, I mean, basically, this guy, this guy is reflecting on the Holocaust. What he's saying is people just watched what was going on or ignored it or, or you know, it, it's just the attitudes of people standing to one side. Don't be a bystander. You know, this world has all sorts of things going wrong with it. And what it needs is Jesus. Okay? I, I can do kind of stuff, but I need to do it in Jesus, with Jesus. This world needs us to be involved, but involved as people of Jesus. Involved as people of Christ. We're doing it to some extent, but you know what? More and more and more and more we should be doing it. Learning more about him day by day. I, Paul's desire was to know Jesus more and more and more. The Apostle Paul said, I, I just want to know him more and more. I want to I know about his sufferings. I want to know about his, his death. I want to know about his life. I, I, want, I want to know everything I can about him. And that's what we need. We need that hunger and thirst for Jesus. Because once we fill ourselves with him, we have got so much to offer those people around us. Don't be bystanders, guys. Know Jesus. Be involved. Get into it. That's, that's the message that I believe that I've got. Know Jesus more and more. Know this amazing person who did all of that for you. He enters Jerusalem. First thing he does, he doesn't, uh, you know, I, when I end up somewhere, if I go on holiday, the first thing I kind of do is kind of get into where I'm going and settle myself down and, you know, hang up the, my clothes in the wardrobe and maybe get a cup of tea or coffee. Jesus goes into the temple and sorts out the problem that's there. You know, he's, he's, done, he's, he's gone a journey stopping here and there, I'm sure about 140, 150 miles, I don't know, a long way doing this, that and the other, knowing what's going to happen to him. And he, he's, he still carries on doing the business when he gets to Jerusalem. This is the, this is the person I want to follow. My Jesus, my saviour. Great song, exactly what I wanted to hear. What a wonderful name. What a powerful name. What a beautiful name. All those things we sang, basically, we could have just had the songs. But I just think Jesus wanted me to kind of highlight a few bits.
Um, I, t- I feel there ought to be some kind of response, but uh, uh, General, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to, I know that I'm going to hand over to David, and I'm going to ask him to, to just, yeah. Do you know I was on the edge of my seat, and I think God. It just drops it in my heart. I know that there are people here today who need to respond.